When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another history box, where we look into the box of history and see what's in there. And uh, this time it's something that was mentioned in yesterday's episode, briefly, we were going to touch upon it, but didn't get around to it. We've decided to transplant it to the history box and it is uh, Zippy from Rainbow. Um, and we're just going to look at the whole life and career, really, of Zippy. But it's it's been kind of boiled down into one five-minute YouTube clip, which you might want to look at before you listen to this episode. And it's called uh, Zippy Being an Asshole for Five Minutes. I'm pretty sure someone fi- shared it on the um, I'm Filing Society Facebook page, right. which uh, I, I certainly saw it somewhere. I think it was there, and, and that was uh, last week when you were away, and it gave me and Len a huge amount of pleasure. Um, and I've watched it several times since then. So um, forgive me if you're the person who shared it, um, and uh, I'll give you mm-hmm. a shout next time if you remind me. But thanks for sparking. I mean, I've always been a Zippy fan, and I know you have as well. I'm sure. Yeah. You've mentioned, I'm sure he's come up before on this podcast at some point. I mean, frankly, what hasn't? But um, yeah, this really this is a good compilation because it really brings into focus so ma- so many of the complexities um, uh, surrounding his character. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the. You could say the focal point of that household, and it's a household of very, very different characters and personalities rubbing mm. up against each other. Um, mm. They seem to be permanently trapped in there, apart from the, the times when they go out into the garden, which is also mm. clearly in the studio. Uh, we never see them uh, down the shops, I don't think. Um, nah. always- there's, a, there's a neighbour who lives across, I think it's like, lives across the hole, because I watched an episode once... Maybe earlier this year, which was Zippy's birthday, mm. and um, Jeffrey does a bit of a, a cuntish stunt on him. I mean, we'll get into this, but basically, the, the way in which they, the way in which they manage Zippy and his moods, so to speak, is not mm. always the shrewdest, right? And in this particular episode that that I saw that showed me that they did have a neighbour is that like Jeffrey thinks it's funny to pretend to have basically forgotten Zippy's birthday. Oh, that's not good. Which yeah. is just fucking stupid, whoever you're dealing with. Even if you're yeah. dealing with fucking Mother Teresa, it's she's going to get the hump. It's just cruel, yeah. right? Um, but if you're dealing with someone as, as volatile and as fragile 
because he is actually extremely fragile, a zippy. Yeah. Like it's it's almost sadistic. Anyway, Jeffrey thinks it's funny. Z- zippy gets the hump because he's desperate for a birthday cake. He's just right. one of these. Some people people celebrate birthdays in different ways, but there are people, and I know because my son's one of them, who it's just all about a fucking cake. Yeah, like a birthday is one hundred percent about the birthday cake. All the other stuff, presents, parties, fuck all that. Where's my cake? And Zippy's fucking fuming because he hasn't had a cake. So he fucks. He goes fuck this, and he knocks around the neighbours, and she's quite fit. And he's like, and I, listen, uh, any chance I can come in and make a cake at yours? And she kind of goes, well, all right. And then the episode is about him just making a cake with the neighbour because all of his mates have fucked him up. She's like, oh, God, that weird thing from next door's knocking on the door. What the fuck do I do now? <laughs> Shall I pretend to be out? Do I let, do I let it in? Do, do I need to find a counter that it can sit behind so that it can operate properly <laughs> like it does across the road? But, um, but I don't see why there's, there's anything wrong with it being all about the cake on a birthday. You know, nah. it's not it's not just like a standard cake, is it? It's a special cake. I mean, you got me some cupcakes on my birthday recently, mm. which I managed to work my way through, and I was I was forever grateful. But um, yeah, that, that enhanced my birthday no end. So yeah, I mean, cake's an cake is to some people one element of a of a successful birthday, but for some, and I respect these people, Zippy, Lenny, it's just about this is a day. <laughs> this, they they might as well call it cake day. There is one day in the year where a cake is made especially for me. Yeah. And yeah. I can eat the whole fucking thing if I want, or I can share some slices out with my mates, but it's just up to me. Yeah, my it's cake, It's a day where I can legitimately sit and eat an entire cake. Mm. Actually, that's a good... Um, we'll do that on one of the... Um, we'll do that on one of our other shows, one of our mailbags or something, but a good what subject is, have you ever eaten an entire cake in one sitting? <laughs> Not a cupcake... <laughs> Not a fucking fairy cake or any of that shit, right? An actual big fucking round or square cake. A cake that is meant for a celebration for several people. Have you ever fucking eaten the whole thing in one sitting? Minimum seven-inch diameter. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, anyway, Zippy. But some backstory, I think, first. A little bit of... Add a bit of colour to it all. From the Wikipedia page, obviously... Um, it says Zippy is a light orange puppet of ambiguous species with a rugby ball shaped oval head, blue eyes and a zip for a mouth, hence his name. Now I was looking at him closely when I was watching this video earlier and I think uh, this, this it's a work of genius because you've got, there's a lot of nuance in the other characters. Bungle obviously is a bear. He walks on two feet. He has freedom, independent movement. Uh, Jeffrey is the ringmaster, if you like. Jeffrey is mm. the, the the heart and soul of the of the piece, the brains of the outfit, um, the the father figure. You've the primary got, carer. You've got George there, who in in himself, George is a very complex character, uh, it, even just physically, because there's the little ears, the little ears, the the the, the, uh, the eyelashes, mm, beautiful um, eyelashes. Whereas Zippy is is just a fucking rugby ball with a slit cut in the front and two massive blue eyes just stuck on. That there. never blink. No That's eyelids. It. No. No, no eyelids. No. So he's Nothing always like staring. He, look, he, he constantly looks like he's fucking 
double drop to pill in yeah. a field in the in the summer of 1988. Yeah, I mean, he was an iconic acid house figure, wasn't he? Really, I'm sure he there was. was a, there was lots of t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, because he represented that just pure hedonism of that time. Yeah. I mean, the cunt's only got three fingers. Look at him. What the fuck? Um, I tell you what, though, one of the things about him is. He doesn't really acknowledge any of those things as a hindrance to his enjoyment of no, life. No, there are other and he, things, and, he, he, and we'll he get into that. Doesn't he, Sam? He lives out he, loud. Yeah, so much. Yeah, there's no and doubt he's about like, it. But like with anyone who lives out loud to that degree, there are dizzying highs and there are sickening lows. There are yeah. very rarely creamy middles. That is, if you watch Zippy, he is either in absolute sixth gear, fucking flying, mm. manic having the time of his life fucking dominating everything or he is rock bottom consumed by doubt and self-pity despair yeah mm. um whereas George um, George is it, it just 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 fucking an anxious character just yeah. non and that's why they make for such a those two the dynamic between them is so troublesome because but, you you got one guy who's just like fucking full on unblinking mm. madness and George is just a fucking nervous wreck he's scared of his own fucking shadow this this is the thing I often wonder what George was like when they first moved into the house together when they first came together George might have been an outgoing confident kind of character but George mm. has been worn down from decades mm. of having to sit next to Zippy and his ways and his fucking tantrums and like you say he's on permanently on the brink if George isn't on tablets, he needs to be quickly. Yeah, he needs something for his nose. He, he just needs a fucking to pop a Valium or a Xanax like a yeah. couple of times a day. And there's a there's one scene just to jump in. There's one scene in this um, five minutes of Zippy being an asshole, um, where and he, he is a he, I mean asshole is not he basically is a cunt in practically yeah. all of these things. To be fair, yeah. but they couldn't write that on YouTube. But like. There's a there's one bit where I'd forgotten this, but George and Bungle share a bed. Yes, Fair they enough. do. That's right. Lots of lots of people did on TV in the, in that Welcome era, in the seventies yeah. in particular. Um, and uh, they're just at, asleep, and Sippy comes in, and it's obviously an eighties episode because he's got like a pure eighties boombox that looks yeah. like he's bought up Dixon's, and he just fucking walks in, in the, and it's the middle of the night. Mm. And he just presses play on mm. full volume on some... It's sort of like some quite loud electro pop, I think. Yeah. Right? And George is fucking... This is what George's life is. It's hard for anyone. But if you're a nervous wreck like him, he lives on his nerves. He's he's practically crying, isn't he, when yeah. he wakes up? He's like, Zippy, Zippy, what are you doing? It's like the sort of shit that they do to you when you're being... When you're a prisoner of war or they're interrogating you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They do it to fry your brain. I mean, let's hear that now. Let's hear that piece now, yeah. shall we? Here, here we are. They're both asleep. Shit. Rise and shine, cunts. Oh, no, it's great. Don't you like good music? Not as early as this, I 
fucking out. He is definitely on gear. He is on ecstasy. Rising side, sleepy heads. Oh, and he's just got in there. The, The room's dark. The curtains are closed. They're fast asleep. Yeah, maybe it is early in the morning, but maybe it's only like 5.30, and he's put on that music. And, well, just uh, just, just don't do... I mean, it it does... The, there's a lot of this which is sort of must remind people of, like, you go to university and they stick you in, like, a a dorm or whatever when mm. you're in, the, in your first year, and there's, like, you just... There's no... They don't, they don't have any fucking idea of who they're mixing with who. It's a complete lottery. Mm. And there's always some cunt like Zippy who's fucking coming back at ungodly hours on the rave drug ecstasy playing yeah. music and trying to get other people involved when they can't be asked and there is always some cunt called George there's always some cunt like George as well who usually goes home at, in the first holidays at Christmas and just never comes back because oh, yeah. they're just like they've gone back to mum and dad and they've gone yeah. I just can't take it yeah. can I just go to a university at home or can I do the <laughs> open university <laughs> Oh, Dad, can you give me that job you promised me within your they, company? They've, they've made me room with this guy called Zippy. I don't know if that's his real name or it's just some sort of DJ name he's given himself. But honestly, he is an absolute nightmare. And yeah, he's just basically an arsehole and I can't live with him. But Zippy wasn't... Um, sorry, George wasn't in the original series. Have you ever seen the pictures of the original Bungle from the first couple of series? Wasn't it, like, really scary? Like, he's yeah. quite skinny. Yeah, really scary. Yeah. And the presenter of the Google show was... original a, a, Bungle. Yeah, do it. The fellow was uh, a, a presenter called David Cook. Um, and um, it was all about different educational subjects, such as ships, houses, or animals. And Bungle would ask David Cook about the subject, and David would educate him. Um, Zippy would occasionally appear outside the window and provide most of the comedy by adding his own input. So Zippy wasn't allowed inside the house I'm early on. I'm not fucking on. surprised. Exactly, yeah. Zippy would boast about his superior knowledge of the episode's subject, which would lead to oh, humorous yeah. banter and squabbling between him and Bungle, who would occasionally zip up Zippy's mouth to stop him boasting. We'll get onto the zip later on. Um, so there was no George... And an additional character called Duffy the Dog, a white sheepdog, was introduced in episode 18. And this was a, f- a friend of Zippy and would occasionally pop up at his side outside the window. Um, and it was only. <laughs> friend, this is my mate. Yeah, it's me, do- it's me mate. He's a dog called Duffy. <laughs> Making him go round. We don't know what I am, but he's a dog. I mean, this is something we should address at this early stage because. What actually is Zippy? What kind of creature is he? I know that you said there was a submission from a listener about Someone this. Someone tweeted me, again, I haven't got the name in front of me, apologies. Someone tweeted me and said that he'd heard from a legitimate, credible source that Zippy was supposed to be a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Which really tickled me because, quite aside from the fact that he doesn't look like a snake at no. all, no. It's just a funny idea that he's a snake because snakes are, you know, renowned. I don't know whether this is fair or unfair, but they are renowned, renowned as like one of the biggest cunts in the animal kingdom, aren't yeah. they? Snakes. I mean, you use yeah. it as an insult, you fucking snake. Mm. And so it's just sort of funny that they go, yeah, he's a snake. Because although, mm. although he is um, 
I mean, he's an arsehole. He's, at times, he's a fucking full-on cunt. Snake is not something... I don't think he's particularly duplicitous or that no. he's got an agenda to rip anyone off or anything like that or stitch anyone up. No. He's just got... For me, and there's a lot to go into, for me, he's like... he's. I think there is a deep insecurity in Zippy. And I think... I definitely think he's an orphan, right? I think that, he, you know, mm. Jeffrey, who... I do think Jeffrey comes in for a lot of flack from people for being like a bit of a... A fucking, you know, bit bit of a fucking wet weekend. But mm. I actually think he's a good bloke with a lot of love in his heart. And I think that he's when he took over this house from the first company that you mentioned, I think Give he was cough. like, "Listen, this this fucker Zippy, he's knocking around every day, sticking his head in the window, shouting the odds." I know he's annoying, mm. but the thing is, you know, he's not got a home or a family of his own. That's why he wanders around. He's he's actually just trying to make friends with us. And Bung was like, "Well." I don't want to be friends with him. He's a cunt. And yeah, we've all been through it. You must have been through this with your kids, where you're trying to like defend another kid to them mm-hmm. and trying to make your kid understand that that other kid is like actually vulnerable yeah. and you know just needs friendship. And yeah. your kids like are too young to understand. Oh, no, they're just really annoying. I think that was what's going on. And Jeffrey's like, look, we'll take the cunt in, right? And we'll yeah. we'll I'll show that if we show him love. And we show him the attention that he craves and that he's been starved of, mm. um, that he will grow, right? And he'll feel he won't have so much need and desire to constantly fucking get everyone to pay attention to him or constantly fucking tell everyone how much he knows about everything, right? And that is a work in progress that we see throughout the entire canon. But I think that basically he is not a, a he's not a bad he's not bad in in his soul. He's just fucking. I think he never had any love. I think his parents abandoned him because he's so fucking weird. I think the fact that he's got a zip for a mouth doesn't help because you're born thinking, oh, people want me to shut up. People, yeah. ha- whenever I open my mouth, it's a problem for people. They don't and like to hear from me, uh, uh, and that's and why they've, they've given me a fucking zip. Yeah, they've got that physical ability to be able to shut him up. So he's obviously just trying to get as many words out as he can in a yeah. short space of time because he knows it's inevitable. He's going to get zipped. So it's it's that race against the clock. Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jalapeño. Jeffrey has got a lot of love, I think, in his heart. And he has done a lot of hard work. But in what was essentially uh, 21 years, he didn't in- in- improve Zippy one iota. As oh, well. I was going to say he's a human yeah. being, but he's not a human being, is he? We don't know what he is. I would say maybe you're right about that, but what would Zippy have been like had he not had Jeffrey? We're seeing Je- we're seeing Zippy. We're seeing maybe mm. the best Zippy that there can be. Yeah, Zippy would have one hundred percent developed some sort of destructive behavioural pattern, probably drug abuse, in my opinion, had he not been inside the bosom of Jeffrey's fucking weird yeah. foster home. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. he probably would have killed. He probably would have killed. He might have killed brother, someone. Me, me, me brother had a theory that Zippy was an ant. I don't know. <laughs> a giant When was ant, this? When you were kids? When yeah. you were kids, did he say yeah. that? And did you I, argue about Because that sort of thing you have an argument about when you're a kid. Like, well, no, he's I, not. You get really angry. No, he's not an ant. Stop saying that. No, I could see it. I could see it. I never had an opinion either way. I didn't have an opinion on what he was. He's just zippy, to me. Um, but I could, I could say it's more of an ant than a snake. I mean, he's got a hand. Snakes don't have hands, do they? But no. ants have or necks. That's the thing for me. There's a bit more information here uh, about David Cook, the original presenter. Right. Um, uh, oh no, sorry. No, this is about Jeffrey. Um, Jeffrey occasionally became exasperated and flustered by the misbehaviour of the puppet characters. And a lot of the later episodes revolved around him showing a grumpy streak and occasionally losing his temper. I mean, I think Jeffrey might have turned a drink towards the end, but we didn't say that. But it does say there were infrequent mentions to Jeffrey's life outside the Rainbow household, such <laughs> as girlfriends. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Jeffrey's got girlfriends. I mean, obviously, he never brings them back to the house. Yeah. Why do you never invite me back to your house, Jeffrey? Trust me, you don't want to fucking come there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to. I'd love to meet your family. No, you fucking wouldn't. I tell you, it's not. A- <laughs> it's a, let me tell you, it's a fucking freak show, and I mean that literally. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it's not a family as such. There's no. There's no blood connection between us, but. Uh, it's 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 like a collective. It's uh, it's like it's kind of like a commune that I live in. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm the father figure, but they don't call me dad. I've, I've said from again, they call me Jeffrey. That keeps it more. Have you seen Biker Grove? It's a bit like the situation there, in a way. It's like a family, but it's not a family. The thing is, it works for me, and it works for them. But to an outsider like you, I fucking guarantee it would not make any sense and you would run a mile. There's, um, How old are they? Are they boys or girls? This is what I'm trying to tell you, Lock. <laughs> They're not humans. One of them's a fucking upright bear. The other one's a camp fucking hippo who's a nervous wreck, right? And the other one, I don't know what the fuck he is. <laughs> right, but he's the fucking biggest problem of all of them. If you meet him, that's it. You you're done, and I won't blame you. You won't want to be involved in my life you don't if want you to saw come what my o- life was actually o- like. The only people who are allowed to come and visit there's, there's these, these three singing fuckers, Rod, Jane, and Freddie. 
and they come in now and again they sing for us <laughs> they're alright because they sort of get they sort of get it do yeah. you know what I mean some yeah. people just get it and some people don't and those who don't get it I don't blame them because if I was an outsider looking in I think something's not right here is this a sex I don't know what this is but it's fucking weird Right, I mean, but it works for me, like I say. Rod, Jane and Freddie, for some reason, when we first met them, they started coming over and playing us songs, right? And the, the lads, that's what I call them, these three freaks, they liked it and it relaxed them. And fuck knows, I was thankful of the peace. Gives me five minutes peace to do me own, me own admin. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of admin to do. And because uh, I have social services visiting, that sort of stuff. <laughs> right, make sure it's a safe, lots of health and safety checks. Right, and so they come over, and I don't know. I, I thought, oh, they're not gonna—they're gonna freak out. They'll run them out. They just got it. They just absolutely. Do you know what? I don't know if they're judging me or not, but if they are, they never show it. They come round, they play a song, they chat to the lads, and then they fuck off. I think they live together. I don't know. Maybe they do it for other families. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know much about them. them. <laughs> I've never asked. It's not really like that kind of relationship. That's none of my business. <laughs> so, as well as girlfriends, it says several episodes stated that De- Jeffrey had a dear job, apparently working in an office during weekdays. <laughs> fucking hell. He goes How out, does he fucking do it? He goes out and leaves these fuckers to their own devices every weekday. Jesus Who's in charge? Ch- Bungle's in charge, isn't he? D- Bungle's Bungle. very much the older brother yeah, Bungle of all of this, isn't he? Yeah. I, who do you... Hate's a strong word. I I used to, I'll be honest, right? When I was younger, I did hate Bungle and George because I thought they're fucking annoying, right? Mm. I didn't like Jeffrey because he was so patronising. And when you're a kid, you just hate patronising people, don't you? Yeah. I see that in my kids now. Lots of people gauge it wrong with kids. Like, they, you get past a certain age as a kid and you really don't like to be spoken to in that hello kids how are you mm. sort of way it drives you mad it used to make my piss boil right yeah I used to go into my mum's office after school and um, there'd be a lot of people who like I'd be like 11 and they'd come mm. up and go oh, have you read any good comics recently and I'd want to say like you know what fuck off <laughs> yeah I'm on the John Player specials mate <laughs> can you not smell them on me fuck's sake and uh, and um yeah, so I used to hate all three of them. But mm. now I'm older, I look back at it differently and I think, yeah, they're just different. And the thing is, you've got to fucking hand it to them, the patience they show <clears throat> with Zippy. Because yeah. it is not fucking easy. And, you know, in the case of George, it's causing him all sorts of fucking mental health issues. Like, he's basically in in a con- in a constant state of nervous exhaustion. Yeah, he's a shambles. Right? But, yeah. you know, they kind of stay patient with him. Like, for instance, if you look at, Bungle, I'm looking at him now because I looked up original Bungle, which, yeah, is terrifying. She's got this really buff body but a tiny head. Mm. But um, Bungle, like modern Bungle as we know him, he's a big unit. And let's be honest, right, he could knock seven shades of shit out of Zippy if he wanted to. And I think most of us would if we had to live with a character like that. Considering he's a bear, Bungle's very incredibly benign, isn't he? Really? But but if he turned... He could rip fucking Zippy's head off. Mm. Like, well, for instance, one of the things Zippy does in this compilation that we're watching is they're doing some building bricks, aren't they? And Jeffrey's showing, like, getting Bungle to build 
blocked, which is weird because Bungle looks and communicates like an adult. Yeah. Um, but Jeffrey's going, come on, build a tower out of these blocks. And Zippy wants in on it. And Jeffrey's going, listen, there's only enough blocks for this to be one at a time. So find something else to play with until it's your turn. And Zippy purposefully just smashes down Bungle's fucking tower yeah. that he's and, painstakingly built. And he has. Bungle has reached four blocks high on yeah. the, uh, on and the he's tower, proud of isn't it? it? Yeah. But, I mean, that's a big achievement for Bungle because he's obviously got massive fucking furry bare hands. So to be able to balance yeah, blocks like true. that is a big deal. Claws. His, his huge claws. <laughs> Paws? Paws with claws. Paws um, with claws, yeah. Getting back, getting back to the origin story, though, uh, Series 2... Uh, the character of Duffy the dog, the white sheepdog who appeared at the window with Zippy, was replaced by George. And it just says, George was a shy, pink hippo friend of Zippy's. So they were friends from the outside they were friends. world. So he introduced him to the household. Yeah. Zippy brought him in. Yeah. So where did they meet then? Do you think it was, pro- it was probably with- probably in a children's home, wasn't it? It's like that. I mean, when you're a... If you're like a street kid... A postal. They'll always be sort of like a fucking Jack the Lad which is what Zippy is and there'll be a very shy vulnerable kid and like Zippy would have like sort of taken him under a bit like you know what it's like it's like Artful Dodger and Oliver Twist yeah he's like you'll be alright come with me I'll show you Mm. the ropes and as it happens there's a fucking there's a house here on this estate I like to think they're living on a quite not a, like a rough estate one of those nice sort of brookside almost type modern housing yeah. estates right and he's like the matter of fact there's a uh, you got anywhere to stay and George's like no I haven't got anywhere to stay mm. and he goes well nor have I but there's um, there's a setup on the estate with this bloke weird bloke called Jeffrey um, and he's got this setup where he, he lives with this big fucking bear right mm. seems like a nice bloke his name's Bungle. They live together. They're not father and son because they're different species. But Jeffrey just seems sort of... He lets me pop my head in the window once in a while. And I've been working it so each day maybe I'm a little yeah. bit closer to actually getting a foot in the door. Come around here with me and we'll, I'll see what I can do. Maybe, maybe I mean, maybe he's a bit of a mug and he'll take us both in. Well, this is the thing. You've got you've, you've made a slight error there because it was actually David Cook who was the, the, the warden, oh, if me. you like, of course. Yeah. And it, it says also about George, uh, he would crouch behind the windowsill, only rarely coming into full view, and was so shy that he rarely spoke, preferring to make funny noises rather than speak. So Jeff uh, George didn't really have the power of speech at this point, but then in the third Jesus. series, Jeffrey brings them in. Maybe that's why Jeffrey's brought them in, because he saw that George is at crisis level, yeah. And something needs to be done. But it, it obviously it doesn't come without Zippy. Zippy is part of the package, if you know what I mean. George, for, yeah. oh, my, my, my special friend has to come in as well because I'm nothing <laughs> without him. He looks after me and all of this. Oh, that so, cunt with the zip mouth. Yeah, yeah Zippy. You don't need, he's not you don't need him. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Are you, is that oh. a deal breaker? Yes, I'm it, it, it is. Yes, very much so, yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, so it is incredible it is like I mean if there's any listeners who've been foster parents who've run a foster home I mean that's an interesting I'm interested in that anyway and I just sort of think this must be what it's based on because mm. you've got three characters very damaged and one carer who is just ceaselessly 
hard-working, understanding and sympathetic and patient, above all patient. And I think that's what it must be based on. It must be. Yeah. And I mean, poor Jeffrey has to go out and work for a living to pay the bills. As well. So fuck yeah. no. So what? Do, is that what Rod, Jane, and Freddie are? are they um, like childminders in the daytime? I don't know. Maybe. I think they just leave them to their own. Event. I mean, it's maybe like you know when uh, someone works and they have a, a, a dog minder who goes around and feeds the dog or takes the dog for yeah. a walk during the day. I think that's their role. They'll go around at like maybe it's one p.m. Make sure they've had their lunch and sing them a song, and then fuck yeah. off and leave them to it. Make sure they haven't started a fire or something. Easy food for them to have in the day, like. I mean, my mum used to leave me, like, tins of um, ravioli and sauce. Yeah. You know, that tin ravioli. And, like, if she was at work and it was the summer holidays, I'd just have a tin of ravioli with grated cheese every lunchtime. Yeah. It's easy to warm up, isn't it? Well, I mean, I think I've told you before, I used to have a thermos flask with soup in it, tomato soup. Oh, and my mum would make that in the morning before she went out to work. She used to work at the school dinner canteen. And, ironically, I didn't want school dinners. So I'd go home. Yeah. And there'd be a thermos flask of tomato soup that I'd have. And I'd go off back to school in the afternoon with a lovely ring of orange tomato soup around my mouth. All Would happy and fun. Did you have a fun. roll with it or what? Of course I had a roll with it, yeah. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. Yeah, because soup lovely. alone is not enough for a growing lad. Well, it's just lunch, isn't it? Got a proper meal at tea time. Um, yeah. I think we'll we'll draw a line under it there for now because obviously, obviously this is more than a one episode deal. The history more. box of Zippy. We've so actually we've only of, covered a couple of the clips, in fact. We have. We? There's a five-minute uh, video, Zippy being an asshole for five minutes. But I've also discovered that the comedian Suze Kempner, five years ago, uh, uploaded uh, various volumes of Zippy from Rainbow being a jerk. And there is 10, 16, 20. There's about, well, I reckon there's about 30 minutes of just zippy clips there as well so we might need to look at some of them I'm just looking at one of them <laughs> and the, the preview picture on the clip it's zippy from rainbow being a jerk volume 2 and zippy's in bed uh, he's ill and you can tell that he's ill because his big yellow head's covered in red spots oh we watched that <laughs> me and Len watched that you last watched that week. episode that is I can't recommend that highly enough in fact if you're feeling our zippy deep dive, right, then watch that in front of the next one. So I wouldn't mind just doing that because that is fucking peak zippy, that episode. And that right. is where you get more insight to the vulnerabilities and insecurities because the moment zippy falls ill, all that mm. bravado that he has melts away into something much more vulnerable. And yeah. it's really worth a watch. There it is. I found it. It's, it's an episode called Zippy's Got the Measles. Yeah. So uh, well, you've well, never well, seen self pity until you've seen that episode of Rainbow. Oh God! There's another one there. Have you also watched the one called Zippy Wants to Be a Comedian? No. <laughs> Fuck! Listen to this description. Hang on. It's another full episode. It says. Zippy's dreams about going on. Who's a lucky person and tell some jokes, but it doesn't go too well. Then, someone helps him, giving him some hints and tips on telling better jokes, and Zippy does much better. The person who gives him hints and tips on telling better jokes, Ernie Wise. Whoa, fucking hell. What a booking for Rainbow. That must have been when Rainbow <laughs> was at. Me. Was there a time when Rainbow was the most watched TV show in the UK? <laughs> 
I'm looking at a still of Zippy in a dressing room and it's got the mirror with all the light bulbs around the outside, you know, mm. a typical showbiz dressing room. And there's Ernie Weiss sitting across him with a polo shirt on, giving him some tips. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, I mean, we've got there's two episodes that we need to deep dive. There's your homework, listeners. There's your Get homework involved. for next week. Yeah. Um, the measles episode and the Ernie Wise episode. Shit. Right. There we are. We'll leave this it for now. And, run. Um, and we'll be back with more next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.